Welcome to Epileptic Rants. My name's Lucas. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. All I'm going to do is get on here and rant. Well, how's everyone doing today? I hope you consider yourself blessed. I know I do. I was able to wake up and put my knees on the ground and thank the Lord for life. Every day I can do that, I consider a blessed day. Boy, it's been a rough couple of days for me. I didn't post yesterday because I was out shopping for a new phone. I had to get a new phone. Google just wasn't working on my last phone. And now, I finally got a new phone. And boy, were my nerves just distraught at the idea of having to switch everything over to this new phone. I had no idea how easy it was going to be. All those passwords. Me, I have temporal lobe epilepsy, so I can't remember anything. That's why I like my phone, because it remembers everything for me. But the idea of getting a new phone after having the same phone for almost three years was just scary, but it was something that I had to do. So I finally took that big step and I went out and I got myself a new phone. Come to find out, you just sit one down next to the other and it transfers all the information over. It's a digital transfer through the cloud and it works rather simply. I got all my information, I got all my apps, everything worked out rather smoothly. It took a little while for my phone to actually start working. My apps worked. But it took like an hour and a half for my phone to actually start working. I was scared. I didn't know what to think. I thought I might have messed something up. But I think it was just a part of the process. Me, when it comes to these electronics, I'm no genius. I don't know anything about them. I've come to respect the fact that they're smarter than I am and I just let them be that way but there were a couple of apps that I did have to go back and change the passwords for because I couldn't remember the passwords and it was troubling the whole process just had my stomach in a knot and had my nerves just wrecked all day long yesterday I didn't know what to do. I ended up having to call a friend over and just try to get some help from him. Like I said, the process was rather easy. I called him before I started doing the the switchover. And I didn't realize that the switchover would be so easy. And then he came over later. And if nothing else, he helped me put my phone in my case. That just goes to show you where I stand. I needed help putting my phone in my case. But, if nothing else, my phone will call out. And that's what I like. I like the fact my phone will call out. But, there is a big, one big problem. My Anchor app didn't transfer over. My Anchor account did not transfer over. So now I can't check my Anchor analytics on my phone. I've gotten in touch with support. Now I'm just waiting on a reply. Hopefully I'll be able to check my analytics on my phone. 
hopefully they'll fix it and then I'll be able to check my analytics on my phone within a couple of days but until then I still have my computer for the way my nerves were everything went way too smoothly for something not to have messed up and one thing did mess up and that was the anchor app so if nothing else I guess all the distraught nerves were for one reason if nothing else and that was the loss of my podcast through the anchor app oh if nothing else hopefully the people at anchor will help me figure it out and I'll get it back I just want to be able to check my analytics on my phone and if nothing else I got a five minute rant out and that's what I like to do every day is to get a five minute rant out now let's move on to is today a holiday of course it is as we've learned by now every day is a holiday let's just see what holidays are being celebrated today today is children with alopecia day dreams of reason feast day ex-spouse day international day of pink international moment of laughter day look up at the sky day national bookmobile day national dolphin day reach as high as you can day national pecan or pecan day pan american day pathologist's assistant day and school librarians day so there are a few holidays being celebrated today let's take a look at international moment of laughter day laughter provides short and long-term benefits in the short term it increases the intake of air stimulates organs releases endorphins in the brain and improves mood it loosens up muscles lowers blood pressure and leaves one feeling relaxed in the long term it can improve the immune system and fight illness pain and depression on top of all this laughing burns calories it has a certain power an international moment of laughter day is set aside for everyone to take the necessary time to experience this power izzy giselle a professional humor consultant author and speaker created the day because he wanted to encourage the whole world to laugh how to observe international moment of laughter day izzy giselle has suggested celebrating the day in the following ways laughing out loud at the funny cards in a greeting card shop calling a friend to share a funny story getting naked looking in the mirror and laughing buy a laugh box in a joke shop and turning it on at work or at home showing your baby pictures to someone who's never seen them thinking up your own way to get someone else to laugh with you or just laughing for no apparent reason at all 
Some other ways you could spend the day include sharing jokes with friends, reading a funny novel, listening to a comedy album, going to a comedy show, watching a funny television show, or watching one of the funniest films of all time. Well, today's going to be a happy day. Here's wishing everyone a happy International Moment of Laughter Day. Now let's find some good news. We could all use a little bit of good news to brighten up our day. Let's just see what sort of good news we can find. Here's a good news story. Homesickness is a malady with only one known cure, going home. But sometimes the circumstances are against you. When that happens, people can resort to some pretty bizarre schemes to get themselves back to where they long to be. At age 19, an unhappy Brian Robson was working in Melbourne, Australia, but sorely pining for his native Wales. He was so eager to get home, in fact, he had himself loaded into a crate so his friends could use airmail to get him home to Cardiff. Back in 1964, Robson had signed on for an assisted immigration program. His expenses were paid by the Australian government, and in return, he was committed to a two-year gig with Victorian Railways. Robson regretted the deal almost immediately, but if he didn't live up to the contract, he'd be obligated to pay back close to 800 euros in travel fees spent getting him there. Not having that kind of money, Robson and two of his work buddies, Paul and John, hatched a top-secret plan of simply mailing him home. Paul typed up the appropriate freight paperwork, and the trio secured a wooden crate and made sure it had air holes in it so Robson could breathe. He curled up inside the box with only a bottle of water, an empty bottle, for obvious reasons, a pillow, hammer, flashlight, and a small bag, and thought he was settling in for a 36-hour journey to the UK. But the trio didn't consider what would happen if the crate were put on the wrong flight. After nailing the lid closed, his sidekicks marked the box, fragile and this side up, but as many of our best laid plans the box would soon take a major detour. Robson soon found himself being handled with anything but care. The three-day trip turned into a marathon five-day odyssey, 24 excruciating hours of which he spent upside down. As the grueling ordeal wore on, Robson considered calling it quits, but in the end, decided to soldier on. I played with the idea for a few seconds and convinced myself, look, you've done all this. You cannot embarrass yourself now. You're going ahead with it and that's it, Robson told the host of CBC's As It Happens. When the mostly numb Robson finally landed, he found himself not in London, but in Los Angeles. An alert worker saw the beam of his flashlight through the hole. 
while severely dehydrated and pretty banged up, when he was released from the confines of his crate, Robson was delighted to have survived the journey. Airport workers stared and called in many U.S. officials, but after hearing Robson's tale of homesick blues, he was quickly sent home, only this time as a first-class passenger courtesy of Pan American Airline. The Americans, the FBI, the CIA, and everything else, they were brilliant. I mean, I fell in love with America because I've never been treated so well, told off. Everybody there really looked after me, and they just thought, oh, it's this silly kid getting himself into trouble. Once home, Robson's story did receive its share of press, but he refused to reveal the names of his accomplices because he didn't want them to get into hot water. Now, however, with the debut of a book chronicling his adventures, cleverly called The Crate Escape, now on Kindle and hitting shelves soon, Robson believes that statute of limitations has likely expired on anything criminal and he'd love to get back together with his old mates to share a pint. The trouble is, he can't remember his buddies' last names or where they come from in Ireland. He'd written to his Irish mates, who were the same age as Robson, once he'd returned home, but never heard back. Now that the cat is finally out of the bag, Robson is hopeful for a reunion. If I met them again... I'd just like to say that I'm sorry I got them into this and that I missed them when I came back, he told the BBC. I'd like to buy them a drink. While shipping yourself home in a crate is certainly a unique and highly unrecommended mode of travel, the same year that Robson stowed away as cargo, an Australian who was stranded in London pulled off the stunt in reverse. After washing out at the Olympic tryouts, Reg Spears had his wallet stolen, so enlisted the help of a friend to mail him home in 1964. In a slightly larger box than Robson's, with the interior straps to keep him secure, he suffered only one brutal layover in Mumbai before arriving in Perth 36 hours later, hardly worse for the wear. After exiting the crate at the airport, he put on a fresh suit of clothes and hitchhiked home. Now I just found this story to be awesome. Now, it's dangerous to definitely try to pull off mailing yourself home, but the courage it took and the ambition and the homesickness that it really takes to mail yourself home, that, that is just a good story and to me, this is good news. Now let's move on to some celebrity birthdays. Actor Anthony Michael Hall turns 53. Actor Adrian Brody turns 48. Actress Sarah Michelle Geller turns 44. 
and actress Abigail Breslin turns 25. Here's wishing them all a happy birthday. Well, this turned into a long rant just due to that long good news story. If nothing else, it's been a good day so far and I think it's going to turn into a good day. I just hope I can get my Anchor app fixed on my phone. I just thank you for tuning in and know that as long as I'm feeling well and as long as all my apps are working, I'm going to put out a rant, some good news, today's holidays, and celebrity birthdays six days a week. So again, I thank you for tuning in and may you have a blessed day.